Father, we just want to thank you. We just want to worship you. Yes, Lord, you make all things new. You're a God who's forever new. The same yesterday, today, and forever. Fresh. And this morning, even as we are here in the presence of the Lord, in your presence, O oh Lord, I pray that you would speak to our hearts. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would touch us. Lord, empower us to listen to your word. Grant us the grace to obey what you have to speak to us and cause us to walk in your ways. To that end, I pray that you would anoint us even in the speaking and in the hearing of today's word. Let your name be exalted. Let your name be glorified. Let Christ have the total preeminence in all of our lives. We thank you, we praise you, we give you glory. For in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. So, title to this uh, teaching is, God is for you, exclamatory mark, fall in line, double exclamation. <laughs> okay, God is for you, exclamation, fall in line, double exclamation. Isaiah chapter 9, <clears throat> verse 6, we looked at that since last Christmas. Last Christmas, okay. Isaiah chapter 6, verse 9, verse 6 will say, For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. One of the biggest problems, the most important, I mean, the most, uh, the quintessential problem everybody faces, believer, unbeliever, and especially those people who are in the kingdom of God, is to come under government. Come under government. You know, there's a word for government is very interesting in the Hebrew. It's, it comes from, it's, it's a, it's a Hebrew word, Misra, from which we get the word, which uh, root word is called Sara, which, which essentially means dominion. And, uh, it's very interesting that this verse, this particular word is only mentioned four times in the entire Old Testament. A couple of times here, you know this two verses very well in Isaiah chapter nine and verse, uh, six and seven. See, the six and seven, the increase of his government and of his peace shall be no end. And it comes another time in the life of Jacob. And uh, it comes in the context where Jacob is fighting with God, literally. You know, that is essentially our problem. Our problem is we are all Jacobs. We want, we don't want to be Israel. Jacob cannot be blessed. Even Jake, even though God loved Jacob, he couldn't bless Jacob. Only Israel could be blessed. And he had to really literally twist his, twist him, I mean, twist his arm literally to make him fall under the government of God. You know, he comes to Shechem and he builds one altar. God asks him to go back to Bethel. He comes to Shechem halfway and he builds an altar and he calls his own name, Eloi Israel. Hmm. Very difficult. I think that is our struggle too because our heart is like Jacob because it says, the heart is deceitful about all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Our, our major concern, major concern, I mean, I, I, I've seen it in my own life, is that we do not want to come under God's government. We fight it. But God has, a give, God has given us a promise. But I'll let me tell you something. There is no promise without a condition. You have to fulfill the conditions of God. 
Joel's promise that we heard this year. Joel chapter 2 verse 25. So I will restore to you the years. Okay. Very important for us to have a prophetic vision. Very important. I was talking to um, Eric, Pastor Eric the other day. Just after uh, the New Year's Eve, the next day I called him. Just talking to him, wishing him. And um, because he's going to be coming to a new phase in his life very soon. And uh, just call, pray together, etc. I was telling him, see, it's so important for us to listen to the 31st night message. Because it makes our focus even more clear. Okay. We don't have to beat around the bush. It becomes more clear. What is God trying to teach us, to, to teach his people, in, especially in our church? We're not concerned about people in other churches. We're talking, we're talking about our church and those people are connected to us in the spirit. Therefore it says in Proverbs chapter 29 verse 18, where there is no revelation. What do people do? They people cast off all restraint, meaning what is casting off all restraint means they waste their energy. Okay. So important for us to know the vision of God, the once the vision has been set, fall in line. Where there is no prophetic vision, uh, another translation will use the word, people perish. You know, what does perishing mean? They are not fruitful. Because they are not in tuned with the vision that God has given you. So this is very important for us to understand. There is a prophetic vision that God has given us. Come into line with that prophetic vision and walk in that. So, and we will be restored. But the question I need to ask myself is, restoration for what? God is going to give me the years back. So what? Okay. When we were growing up, some of our elders or teach, parents, teachers, they will tell you, no? Which are these years that you study hard, you can get it back. You're, you know, there's something called as a delayed gratification, no? Concept called delayed gratification. Okay, you don't, you deny yourself now. Later you can fulfill all your bucket list. Okay. That means you deny your flesh for the later. Use all your energies for the now. I mean, get a job. What have, what have you? Go to get a good career. Get a, um, five figure, five figure sal, what is that? Six figure salary now? Yeah, yeah, sorry. Six figure monthly salary. One, zero, zero, zero. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, six figure monthly salary and you are set for life and then you can do, you can indulge in whatever you want. So we are not talking about that. We are talking about not going back to our old ways. So God will give us back all our energy so that we can use it on our own flesh. Look at what First Peter chapter 4 verse 2 will say. That he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh for the lusts of men. But for what? But for the will of God. Why is God giving us back the years that the locusts have eaten so that we can find the will of God? Which we have wasted. We have wasted sufficient time not knowing the will of God. God is not going to, God is not giving the ears back so that we can indulge in the lust of the flesh. On the contrary, you know why God is giving us this promise? First Peter chapter 4 verse 3, we have, how many of you think that we have spent enough time in our past lifetime? Enough! Okay. In other words, we have lived a life without restraint all these years. We have lived, lived in our own Things that we wanted to do. I mean, whatever it is, good or bad, doesn't matter. They were all abominable idolatries. 
If you, if you, if you have pursued a career or, or any other thing apart from God, it is an abominable idolatry. There's no focus. God is not given, giving us a promise so that we can live a life without restraint. No, 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 no. God is gonna, God is giving us a promise so that we can fulfill. He's giving us time so that we can fulfill God's purpose in our generation and rest with our forefathers so that we will not go onto the other side of eternity with all our, our crowns being taken away by somebody else. I mean, that is one of the things which I don't like. I mean, especially when we come from a competitive background, what do you, what do you say? Oh, nobody should get my crown. Don't, nobody should get my crown. My crown should be, should belong to me. At least that should be our focus. So God is not giving us a promise so that we will live up for, for ourselves. No. It is for the will of God. It is for the will of God. And there is a specific revealed will of God in the scriptures. And it says, this is the will of God, your sanctification. That you will be set apart for God. And if you have not obeyed the will of God, the revealed will of God for your life, God is not going to give reveal your specific will. And if you go to a prophet to hear the, the will of God, you will only do fortune telling and you will actually mess up your life. So, God is giving us a purpose, a promise not to restore our time so that we can hmm, spend it in our own uh, lusts. On the contrary, that we will have sufficient time to fulfill His will, His will for our lives. Okay, if any man wills to do His will, understand that. Therefore, he says, therefore, he has given us all these precious promises so that we might escape the corruption that is in the world and we may partakers of the divine nature and not indulge in the corruption of this world. You know, when we were looking at this particular passage in, from Ezekiel chapter 36 of the years of restoration, one particular verse just stuck to my mind. <clears throat> let's, let's read that. This is found in Ezekiel chapter 16, verse 16 and 17. 17 actually. Son of man, when the house of Israel dwelt in their own land, they defiled it by their own ways and deeds. To me, their way was like the uncleanness of a woman in her customary purity. Customary impurity, sorry. So, there was a time when Israel lived in the promised land, but they forgot God. And... They live for, for their own lusts. And God says, you know what? Their uncleanness was... That's the reason why he says, you know, your, all your righteous acts are... is like what? Filthy acts. You see, when I looked at that one, one particular verse, no? And we looked at the idea, I mean, the, 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 the promise that God is giving us that he's going to restore yours. My mind just was going through scripture and... One particular passage in scripture just came to my mind and it's mentioned in all the three synoptic gospels except of course in John's gospel. And you know whom I'm talking about. This is talking about a woman who had an issue of blood. We would, we're going to look at this passage. We'll just read through this passage and we will see how we can fall in line so that God can restore us. Matthew chapter 5, verse 25 onwards. And a certain woman, which had an issue of blood 12 years, and had suffered many things of many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and was not, and was not, and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. And was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. This is KJV. I just wanted to put it in KJV because I wanted a few words 
which are significant. I wanted us to look at them carefully. When she heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straight away, the fountain of her blood was dried up. And she felt in her body, and, uh, and she felt it in her body, and she was healed of that plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou, Who touched me? And he looked around about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him. And told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace, be whole of thy plague. This woman is anybody, any one of us. Okay. Any one of us. And why is this so unique? So unique is this because this person could not share her problem with anybody. It was just so unique to her because it's something which is shameful. She couldn't share it with anybody. And, and there could be people here in the congregation or people listening. There are sudden things in your life which has defiled you and you're so ashamed to share it with anybody. Okay. Well, so unique. Even Jesus did not, did not know. Only God, the Father and the, of course the Holy Spirit knew. Because nobody can come come to the Father except, nobody can come to the Son except the Father draws Him. So I want to just look at five lessons in the time that we have. I want to look at her condition. I want to look at the cause. I want to look at the comeback. I want to look at the cure. And I want to look at the complete. She becomes the complete. The condition, the cause, the comeback, the cure and the complete. Okay. Five is the number of grace. Okay. So I'm just, you know, Okay. <laughs> Five things. <clears throat> Five things. The condition, the cause, the comeback, the cure, and you become complete in this process. You become the complete. So the condition first. <clears throat> the question when we read through the Bible, especially men, when they read through this particular passage, should not say, okay, this is for women. Forget it. The, the thing is, we all have an issue. Okay. We all have an issue. Okay. That, that's the reason why uh, Derek Prince uses, because he's uh, from Britain, he'll say, issue. Okay. And the Americans will say, issue. All right. Indians, I don't know what they say. <laughs> but we all have an issue. Now the point here with the issue, issue, and a certain woman, this woman signifying the church in one, in some sense, a picture of a person going through a problem, having an issue in her life, which she can't share with, any, with anybody. You know, there are so many things in your life you can't share with anybody. Only God knows. Okay. Only God knows. The issue. Now what is this issue? Leviticus chapter 15 will talk about the issue. Speak unto the children of Israel and say unto them, When any man hath a running issue out of his flesh because of his issue, he is what? 
unclean. No, this is talking about uncleanness. Now, what is this? What is this? What is the point over here? The issue is something which is emanating from your own body. It is not coming from outside. It is a part of your own thing, your, your own system. Okay. This issue is something which you are generating and it is causing you to make, make you unclean. And what does unclean do? It makes you separate from God. Whatever the issue. You're going through an issue and that issue stops you from experiencing the promises and the blessings of God in your life. That is the issue. It's an issue which needs something very important. What is that issue? What, what does that issue need? And if you read through that entire passage uh, in, in in the book of Leviticus, you will see something that issue is I mean is needed. I mean, in, in order for the person with an issue to be reconciled to God, something has to happen. <clears throat> this is Leviticus fifteen verse fifteen. And the priest shall offer them the one for a sin offering, and the other for a burnt offering. And the priest shall make an atonement for him before the Lord for his. So in that, in, in other words, that issue can only be complete. In other words, you will be healed of this issue unless you are, unless you are, what is made for you? Atonement is made for you. And who needs atonement? People who sin. So this is something which is coming from your body. An issue which is emanating from your own system. Of course, this is talking about uh, the physical system. We are talking about, of course, spiritually, we all have an issue. <clears throat> so first let us see, we have an issue. We, under- we need to understand the cause. What is the cause? Or rather, where is the cause for this issue? Pastor was uh, prophesying so many things that I, I typed <laughs> in my message. Look at what it says in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 4, 23. Anybody knows this? Excuse me? Yeah. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the uh, issues. The source of your issue is your heart. The source of your issue is what? Is your heart. Therefore, you know, the the Pharisees came to Jesus and said, why are these people not sanitizing their hands and eating? And uh, Jesus, you know, he gives gives them a big lecture. And after he gives them a big lecture, I, I think the Pharisees obviously leave. He looks at the crowd. And this is how he addresses the crowd. There's a Pharisees, there's a crowd, there's a disciples. The, always the three, three categories of people. The crowds are, you know, they are, they are only for they are only for magic show. We'll come to that later on. Hmm? Matthew chapter, Mark chapter seven. <clears throat> this is what it says: When he had called all the multitude to himself, he said to them, "Hear me, everyone, and understand. There is nothing that enters a man from outside which can defile him or make him unclean. Okay, but the things which come out of him, I told you right." Come out of him. These are the things which defile a man. If anyone ears, uh, has ears to hear, let him hear. And he left. And the crowd said, boy, what a parable. Claps. Fantastic message. And they left. And then, of course, you have the, the Pharisees who don't want to listen to the message. Who are offended and they leave. <clears throat> the Pharisees always get offended <clears throat> and they leave. So whenever people leave, essentially you need to understand which category they fall into. And then you have the crowd which appreciate. We, are, we call them fans, fan club. Abhimanulu. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then we have the disciples. Who are those disciples? These are the people who are interested in coming under discipline. Who are they? Ah, these are the people who are interested to come under discipline. So these guys, they come to Jesus. I think uh, 
his, uh, actually, Peter asks him, Matthew chapter 15, the person who speaks for the disciples is Peter. He is the spokesperson. Okay. When he entered a house away from the crowd, you get this? When he entered a house where? Away from the crowd, his disciples asked him concerning the parable. And you know what? Jesus is remarkably, I think he was a little irritated. I mean, if Jesus was irritated, maybe, I don't know. And he, so he said, are you without understanding? Do you not perceive that whatever enters a man from outside cannot defile a man? Because it does not enter his heart, but his stomach and is eliminated, thus purifying all foods. Okay, so, porkitas, uh, I don't know how you interpret this. Porkitas, crab eaters, you know, purifying all foods. That is not the point though here. Okay, don't just get <laughs> major in minors. Okay, <laughs> you can do PhD in minors. Hmm? Mark, Mark, Mark chapter 7 verse 20 onwards. And he said, what comes out of a man, that defiles a man from within, out of the heart of men. Now these are the issues. What are these issues? 13 issues. Tera. Ek do tin. Bara tera. Directly. For within the heart of a man proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications. I mean there are thoughts, different kinds of adultery. Because adulteries, there are different kinds of fornications. Because I told you, the essence of fornication is what? Okay? The essence of the fornication is the eye on the temporal and not on the eternal. Okay? Murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lewdness, evil eye, blasphemy, pride and foolishness. All these things come from within. And what do they do? They defile a man. So you need to understand, what comes out of the mouth comes from your heart. That is the reason why he says, out of the abundance of your heart, the mouth speaks and by your words you will be what? Justified and by your words you will be condemned. So the issue is, we all have an issue and the issue source or cause is your heart and that's exactly what even the great man Isaiah will have to say. He says, I'm unclean. Look at what he says in Isaiah chapter 6. Then he said, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of what? Of unclean lips. I dwell among the people of unclean lips, and it is so true. You know, there is one called Adda nowadays in uh, Krishna enclave. That has also become my coffee Adda, by the way. And yeah, yeah, Apna Adda, yeah. Naseeb, Apna Adda Sabka. Kya one liner hai. Too much. Okay, so he, so he says, there's an adda. Okay, well, they went to the coffee shop over there. And most of the people who come there are generally uh, students from Loyal Academy. And uh, no offense to people from Loyal Academy. I was also your alumni, albeit the junior college, not the degree college. Okay. Way back, 1997, whereabouts. Okay. Those years when I was a junior college student in Loyal. Those days, this was not there. Adda was not there. Hmm? Anyway, so I was there. I mean, I, you, I generally go there and it's a complete... Uh, Students are done. Most of them sutta marifying and uh, and doing doing all the other things, smoking, etc. And when they are in a crowd, the kind of language that they use. I mean, you just take a coffee for five minutes, you be there, and you will listen to the choicest of abuse addressing friends. It's choicest. He's calling him a friend and using the beautifulest of language. Sanskrit was coming out. 
and and I and I was I was thinking about it. We dwell among a people of unclean lips. I mean, you, it's 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 literally you are actually if you think about it, it's as if you are in the midst of a drainage septic tank. Literally, if you can think about it. I mean, if you listen to that language, it doesn't matter how close you are with that that with that, that fellow that fellow is with his friend. You listen to him and you say, "This is defiled, man. This defiles you." And you have to confess. I mean, of course, we are not any better, right, Christians? We come to church and we speak in other tongues. And when we drive on the streets, we speak in our mother tongue. Early in the morning itself, when, when that guy was blocking, blocking my, 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 yeah, my, yeah, my car, right? He was, my, my lane, lane was blocked by that guy who come, comes and collects the garbage. I was not able to take the car out. And I was getting agitated. I said, Babu! <laughs> and then, you know, the next door lady, she, she's a Christian, she knows Shama believer. She said, Good morning, Pastor. I said, Good morning, sister. <laughs> you see, we are, I'm telling you, there is an issue. We have an issue. We need to understand everybody has an issue. That woman who had an issue of blood signifies all of us who has an issue. And the discharge which is coming out of our mouths, the issue of the mouth, which is essentially the issue of the heart. Isaiah chapter 6, hmm, you know this. The problem is, where do you go for solution? Where do you go for solution? Look at this lady. Mark chapter 5, verse 25. And a certain woman which had an issue of blood for how many years? Okay, one year okay. Two year okay. Three year okay. One year famine okay. Okay? Natural causes. Two year famines? Okay. Natural causes. Third year, David says, what's the problem over here? What is the issue? Thank you. What is the issue over here? The point here is this. Look at what it says in verse 26. And she suffered many things of what? Now look at this. It doesn't say physician. Physicians. For how many years? 12 years. Let me tell you something. You know what 12 signifies? 12 signifies the number, the government of God. And I'll tell you something. You will refuse to come under the government of God. You can refuse. And if you, as long as you refuse the government of God, you can go to 2,500 physicians. You will never get the solution from God. Because you refuse to come under the government of God. And I see this in the church. And in, in, in our church, I'm, not, I'm just not talking about uh, our church particularly. I'm looking at the church at large. One of the problems with people is because they come, do not come, they refuse to come under the government of God. They still want to search for the solutions of their problems from who? From who? Physicians. From physicians. Whom do you go to for expert advice? Isn't it interesting? Isn't it interesting, my dear brothers and sisters? You know what Paul says? You have how many teachers? 10,000. Okay, then he qualifies also. Qualifies and quantifies. But how many fathers? One father. Me. The problem is, you go to 10,000 teachers who do not know your situation and your issue, but you will refuse to come to one father who knows your situation and your issue. That's the problem with all 
believers especially. And let me tell you something. We are talking about the era of restoration, right? Let me tell you from on the authority, from the authority of the scriptures of God, that promise will not come to pass in my life unless and until I come under the government of God. Because the government is upon his shoulders and let me not fight like Jacob, fighting the government of God. But let me surrender to the government of God. Let me not go to the physicians. The cause. Where do you go for the solution? This is the reason why, this is the reason why people have never experienced deliverance because they do not come under government. Think about it. Think about it. Righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. What is that? That is the kingdom of God. In other words, there is no righteousness apart from the kingdom of God. Am I right? So you cannot, you can say justification by faith alone apart from the works of the Lord. We, sola fide, sola gratia, etc. You can confess anything and not come under the government of God and never experience the righteousness of God. Understand that. Look at what it says from the life of Asa. Pastor was talking about in his prayer. What is that? The eyes of the Lord. Ha <laughs> ha. Look at what it says in Second Corinthians Chronicles, not Corinthians chapter 16, verse 12. And in the 39th year of his reign, Asa became diseased in his feet. The word for disease is sick. In his feet. What has happened? Feet. Feet ka matlab kya hai? That which, what is that? That which touches the earth. In other words, he became sick because he touched the earth. In other words, his life was controlled and, 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 and governed by the ideas of this world and not from the ideas of God because of wisdom which is from below is what? It is earthly. It is sensual. It is what? Demonic. And his malady was very severe. Malady was very severe. Yet in his disease, he did not seek the Lord, but the Physician Gadu. Physicians by implication. Many doctors. Opinion number one. Opinion number two. Opinion number three. Opinion number four. Opinion number five. I mean, sometime back, you know, my wife and I will visit a doctor. He will say one, one thing. You go to another doctor, he will say completely diametrically opposite to the other. And what has happened? Your, this thing, your deham, your body becomes the laboratory. What comes of titration? Alkali, 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 alkali. Oh, why are you pouring, pouring, pouring? Okay, take two tablets in a day. Increase the dosage. Reduce the dosage. Nothing's going to happen. Many doctors. The problem is what? The cause. The cause. You know the cause is this. Look at what it says in Second Chronicles chapter 16 and verse 7. This is when Asa goes to, you know, he takes away the things from the temple and he gives to Ben-Hadad, the king of Syria. And he takes help from Syria. And then one prophet, his name is very interesting. It says, at that time, Hanani. You know what the word for Hanani means? I am gracious. Hanani comes from the word, from the Hebrew word Hanan, Hana, from which we get the word Hana. Hanani, Hana is the female equivalent of grace. And Hanani is the male equivalent of grace. Okay. And what does Hanani come? It's very interesting. At that time, Hanani means the grace of God. Who is he? The seer. In other words, he's able to see, he's able to diagnose the issue. The issue, he's able to see the issue. And what does the, what does the grace of, grace of God essentially do? What does the grace of God essentially do? It shows you what? Your issue. So the grace of God does not come to condemn you. No, 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 no. It shows you the issue. Look at what he says. 
He uh, Asa king of Judah and said to him, because you have relied on the king of Syria and have not relied on the Lord your God, therefore the army of the Syria of Syria has escaped from your hand. And then it goes on to say, were not the Ethiopians and the, Lub- and the Lubim, not a huge army with many, very many chariots and horsemen, yet because you relied on the Lord, he delivered them into your hand. And what happens? For the eyes of the Lord are what? Running to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf whose heart is loyal to him. In other words, those people who come and submit to the government of God. And this government is not a democracy, by the way. This is monarchy. That is the reason why in the kingdom of God, the, the Lord rules by decree and not by Election. It is selection, not election. I mean, I was not selected. I did not send my resume to pastor. And said, pastor, these are the qualifications. He would have actually taken those qualifications and thrown into the garbage bin. (laughs) It is selection. Your heart should be loyal. In this you have done foolishly. Therefore, from now on, what will you have? You have ours. You know what, what happens to this guy? He's so upset with who? No, no, no. That's, uh, with the prophet is a very generic term. Who is that prophet, Baba? What's his name? Hanani. What are you upset with? You know what you're doing? You're insulting the spirit of grace. You're insulting. You know what he says? Goes on to say, and Asa was angry with the seer. Like Pastor was telling yesterday in the in the Q and A, which of the which of the doctors you will be will you be angry with just because you diagnosed your disease? Doctor, how dare you say I have cancer? You will have only two days to live. Nonsense. Will you say that? Now let me tell you something. Where do you go for counsel? You know what I've what I've done? Actually, this is this is a conscious decision I've I've taken at least for two three years back prior to some things that are, that has happened in my life. One of the conscious decisions I have taken is this: I will not go for spiritual counsel other than people who are at a much higher spiritual position than me. I will not consciously. It doesn't matter how close they are to me, how much they love me. It doesn't matter. Because they cannot give the advice which I am not. That is the reason why it says, the spiritual man judges all things, but he himself is judged by no man, but a natural man does not understand the things of the spirit because they are spiritually discerned. And I need to go to people, I need to take counsel from people who have got spiritual discernment and experience. It's, 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 it's normal. Now, if I go to, if I, if I, if I call myself a maths professor and I go to a, a university and uh, they look at my resume and you say, okay, you're a, you're a fresh graduate, okay, and another graduate with the same qualification and 10 years experience, which a much better resume, whom will you choose? Huh, simple. I mean, that's what I'm saying. We are so smart. We know it's like this, no? You have a problem with your with your with your liver, and you run to the civil engineer. Hey, Papa, the civil engineer, no? He constructed uh, the great mega structure called Hyderabad Metro. Very smart. Let him let us go. Let us go and ask him for the diagnosis whether I have liver cancer or not. What foolishness! 
Where do you go for counsel? Who is your counselor? Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the now the word for ungodly is actually a plural. <laughs> Ungodlies. Understand this. So he was diseased in his feet. And his malady was severe. And where does he go to? He goes to the counselor. The, therefore question is, who is your counselor? You know, there's a word which I learned when I was studying for GRE. No? Our great man was there. No, The one who's handling the computer. Something called, a word called deference. How many of you heard the word deference? Anybody heard the word deference? D-E-F-E-R-E-N-C-E. Of course, pastor is a... I mean, that's a no-brainer. Okay. Deference. For the very first time in my life, I was studying for GRE. And there was a word called deference, which I heard for the first time. Deference means I thought, you know, fighting back. Fighting back, it is actually completely contrary to fighting back. If you want to know what a deference actually means, I will give you a pictorial. Actually, it's not my picture. You go to Google and type deference. This is a picture that you'll get. You want to know what deference is? Okay, this is what difference is. Okay, now look at this. Let me give you a word which which kind of uh, coincides, has a correlation to this this picture. Hmm? A correlation to this picture. Okay, if I were to ask you this question, if you look at this picture, what is the one verse from the Bible which has to pop into your mind? Yeah, submission is very clear. And any, anything else? Excuse me? Humble, okay. I mean, that's obvious. Excuse me? Oh, that is also obvious, Baba. That is your, don't give me synonyms. Give me, give me a verse. <laughs> okay, let me give you a, a verse. Look at what it says. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 21. Submitting yourselves to one another. How? In the fear of the Lord. So who's your counselor? Those people who are submitting to one another and to God. Where? In the fear of the Lord. So it doesn't matter if he's an elder or a younger. And this is what deference is. Deference means you take counsel and you take counsel from people who are submitted to what? To one another. To one another in the fear of the Lord. And that later on we'll say wives submit to your own husbands and husbands love love your own wives. Also love your wives. Okay. Don't put words in my mouth. Okay. <laughs> First Peter chapter 5. You want to see another picture? Likewise, you younger people, what should you do? Submit yourselves to your elders. That is just one, one step. Yes, uh, look at the next one. All of you, what should you do? Clothe yourselves with humility. What is that? Submitting to one another in the fear of the Lord. That is what deference means. I have to defer to people who are much more spiritual than me to get counsel. And mostly, if in the context of a church, you are your senior pastor. Not even me. I'm only assistant. What am I? Assistant. So your senior pastor, the founder pastor, whom you call very, with terms of endearment, called Papu. I don't know how many of you really mean it. Because Papu can spank sometimes, okay? <laughs> Understand this. Submit, submit to one another. Where? In the fear of the Lord. That is deference. Deference is when you come under the authority of a people, especially those people who under whom, whom God says, you know what, these are the people who, who keep watch over your souls. 
They keep watch over your souls. Therefore to them. Therefore humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God and he will exalt you. So a lot of people, you know, what, they, what do they get? What do they get? They get really offended. Now think about it. No? There's a principle which I learned again. This is a principle in my life. If, if there is some issue, okay, some issue that comes up, whether it is your, your fault or not, okay, don't get offended. If it's your fault, don't get offended. If it is not your fault, don't get, don't get, thank you. Don't get offended. Because this is a principle I learned, which has liberated my life. Ye shall know the truth. You want to know the truth? You want to know the truth? How many of you know, want to know the truth? Okay. Something which I'm going to share with you. Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse 4. <clears throat> if the spirit of the ruler rise up against thee, leave not your place. I'm not talking about the position of ministry. No. Leave not your position in the body of Christ. That's what I mean. For what? Yielding pacifies great offenses. Yield. So let us just take it one step ahead into your secular space. Okay, I have another translation for you. Okay, for the secular space, it's a new living translation. Okay, it's not a version, only a translation. Hmm? If your boss is angry at you, don't send a resignation letter. What should you have? A quiet spirit can overcome great mistakes. There could be a mistake. You know, there could be a mistake. Just yield. Shut your mouth. Cool. Take it easy. Maybe God is humbling you in the process. Nothing has happened. Nothing will happen. You will not die. But live if you don't quit. Your place. So the cause is because people, we do not defer to people. You know, we have to defer to the people who are who are, I, I didn't get my Bible. Uh, we have to defer to the people who are more spiritual than us and we have to obsequiously defer to the word of God. Obsequious means be servile to the word of God. Surrender completely to the word of God. Because that is our ultimate authority. So, first thing, the cause. Is that, what is the cause? The cause is you got offended. Offended with a person who gave you grace. You know, God in his grace comes and speaks into your life. That's exactly what yesterday the pastor was talking about. Saul. Saul had somebody who could speak to him in his life. What a tremendous blessing that is. Am I right? Solomon had nobody to speak into his life. And even when God personally intervened and spoke into his life, he was not ready to defer to God because he became so big in his own eyes. Quiet spirit. Defer. Look at another passage. Okay, we'll come to this. A quiet spirit, you know this, right? Do not let your adornment be merely outward, arranging of the hair, wearing the gold, or putting on fine apparel. This is this is not only for women, it is also for men nowadays. Because you go to the coffee shop, you, you find people with weird kind of dressing these days. I completely cannot relate to them anymore. Cannot. This, it goes like a funnel. I can't understand that, that style. I mean, I can only, oh yeah, yeah, funnel, right? Funnel. I can only imagine IITJE, okay? Too, 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 so many people come into that IITJE, only a few people come out like this. That, that is the only picture I get. Funnel. What is that dressing called, Baba? Ah, <laughs> reference library is there. 
Funnel dressing. Yeah. The incorruptible beauty of a gentle and a quiet spirit. Willing to eat. That is the reason why it says the wisdom from above is what? One of the characteristics of the wisdom from above. It is what? It is willing to yield. Yield, yield, yield. Another cause. Look at another cause. The guy who turns to physicians. This time not even, not physicians. Directly, direct attack. Demon only. Who's that person? No, no, no. Huh. Let's see. Second, this, is, this, is, this is talking about sickness, right? Second Kings chapter 1. <clears throat> and Ahaziah fell down through a lattice in his upper chamber that was in Samaria and was sick. And he sent and sent messengers and said unto them, Go and inquire of who? Beelzebub, the Lord of the Flies. You know, Derek Prince in one of his teachings talks about this. He says, in Africa, uh, during those days of uh, yellow fever and malaria, the all the governments, they issued a book called, issued a book, okay? They issued a book called uh, uh, the, the, contra- the, the Rival Kingdom. The Rival Kingdom. And in that book, actually, he was saying, if you want to escape communicable diseases, vector-borne diseases, vector, vector. This is not a physics class. If you ask Dr. Richard and the doctors, they'll say, what is vector bond? Vector bond, matlab, one mosquito will bite you. Okay, take the virus from one body and take you to, take it to another person. That is vector. That is called the vector. All vector bond diseases, if you want to ensure that you will not catch any vector bond disease, you have to be one step ahead of the insect. What should you be? You should be one step ahead of the insect. And you know what Beelzebub means? Ah, anybody knows? Lot of insects. Lot of insects. And where, where should you go? You Please go and ca- talk to what's that? Center for Communicable Diseases. Right? CDC. And control. Or if you want to put it in this, in our context, biotech. I don't know. Whatever. Where they do research on guinea pigs and monkeys and they say it is working. And therefore by induction it will work on men too. What stupidity. Okay. You are sick. Go inquire of Balsipa, the god of Ekron. Whether I shall recover of this? No disease. Let me tell you something. Every word in the Bible is so significant. You know what, what Ahaziah means? Ahaziah means the person who Yahweh possesses. The person who has come into a covenantal relationship with God. Now where is this man who is under the covenantal relationship with God? He is under the lattice of God. The lattice is something which is protecting him. It is a position where God has appointed you to be in. And what has happened? What happens to him? He falls from the Lattice. You know what the word for fall is? Nephal. You know what from the, the word Nephilim comes from the word Nephal. The fallen ones. What happened to these people? These are the people who did not keep their first estate, it says in the book of Jude, in the, in the epistle of Jude. It was a habitation that God has ordained for them. And that is the reason why Moses says in Psalm, Psalm 90, he says, Lord, you have been our, what? 
dwelling place for all generations. From everlasting to everlasting, you are God. You know, in other words, he's saying, Lord, as long as I'm in a covenantal relationship with you, I'm under the protection of the, of the church and I'm the protection of the teaching of the word of God. When I'm in the protection of the eldership, I will be, the lattice will firmly hold me. And when I fall from that place, I become sick. That is the reason why. He's very interesting. When a person in the church falls sick, what should he do? Huh? And what should they do? Ah, they should anoint first. What is a symbol of anointing? Anointing is the power of grace, the spirit of the grace of God. It is the anointing which is in the church. You are acknowledging, you know, what happened. Because of my disobedience, I came and fell under that. Under the lattice, the lattice which was holding me firm, firm, the lattice which was holding me firm. I was saying, you know what, God, you possess me. I am your possession. You bought me with a tremendous price. I am yours. And you know what you're doing now? You're falling from where you were. That is the reason why First Peter chapter 2 will, will make a remarkable statement about our identity in Christ. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. And what is that? God's special possession. Isaiah, what are you doing? What are you doing, Isaiah? I'm telling you, so many people in the church of the living God, you know what? They have left their habitation. Habitation. You know, there's a, there's a poem in Telugu. Meaning, a crocodile, which is as long as it is in water, you know what it will do? It can, it can actually devour an elephant. Okay? But if that crocodile comes out of water, even a dog can kill it. And he says, In other words, as long as it is in the position of water, the God-ordained position for it, it will have strength and you come out of it, you're gone, you're dead meat. Know who you are. Know who you are. Don't go to physicians. They will just loot you. And ultimately, it's interesting, no? If you go to Apollo Hospital, insurance? No insurance. I mean, what a scam it is, huh? And if you have insurance, uh, sir, suffer many physicians. Radiologist, cardiologist, pathologist, allologist. Fellows putting everything from your body, sucking the blood out of you, and you actually die of anemia and not your sickness. And the thing is, after you leave the hospital, you should say praise the Lord. Right? Actually, when you go to the counter, you will have a heart attack and die. You remember that uh, that guy who was who, who was tipped off uh, that uh, somebody was after the king's life. He was a bodyguard. He was off duty. The on duty bodyguards were supposed to, supposed to protect, I mean, kill him. And they, they were hatching a plot to kill him. So suddenly somebody tips him off uh, that the king is in danger. King's life is in danger. So he runs from his home. Okay. Runs to the, to the king. And just before he's about to, the king is about to consume the poison, he goes and bashes that poison, the glass of poison, and he bashes the neck of the king, and the king dies. The person who's supposed to protect you, the bodyguard, Raja Deha Samraksha. 
finished under the bodyguard. You see that? Don't go to physicians. Go to? Let me tell you, every problem a believer faces, it is not natural. It is supernatural. It's not. Don't go to people who have exciting resumes and impressive LinkedIn ID, LinkedIn profiles. My, you can search for my LinkedIn profile too, by the way. Pastor Grace Tabernacle. That is what my LinkedIn profile says. And I didn't update it. Very interesting. Hmm? Philippians chapter 3 verse 12. You know what Paul says? No, not that I have already attained or I am already perfected. But I press on taking hold of that which Christ Jesus had laid possession of me. I will never quit. No matter how many circumstances God allows into my life. Do you think Ahaziah humbled himself? Who came, who came and talked to you, Rebaba? That person who had uh, flat abs and uh, a camel's hair clothing. Oh, Elijah. Call that fellow. Man of God, come down. If I may have man of God, chukal yupista. Come on. One, two, and a third fellow says, Ayah, please. Angel of the Lord said to Elijah, this is Second Kings chapter 1 verse 3. Arise, go up to meet the messengers of the king of Samaria and say unto him, is it not because there is not a God in Israel that you go to inquire of Beelzebub, the God of Ekron? Now therefore, thus says the Lord, thou shalt not come down from that bed which thou art gone up, but, that sh- but you shall, what? Surely die. Physicians will kill your spiritual destiny. Not God. Twelve years. She wasted everything on physicians. I mean, nothing against physicians, please. Okay, this is this is spiritual implication. Okay. Physicians are great. I love Dr. Luke and Dr. David. Now, of course, by the way, Dr. David has got an interesting uh, feather in his cap. You know what the feather in his cap is? He is now a Hebrew scholar. Officially. He's learned Hebrew and he passed at fourth level or anything, something like that. I said, Baba, kya baat hai? Good. And the agent of the Lord said, etc. And we don't, we don't want to go there. Okay, we'll go, we'll go back to the cause. The cause is what? Is your heart. So let us come to something very important here. How do we come back? Okay. So we saw the first one is what? The cause, sorry, the condition, the cause, the comeback. You need to have the comeback, no? Come back, come back. We are underdogs now. We have to come back, okay? The way back. Matthew chapter 5, verse 27 and 28. Notice, every word is powerful, laden with, 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 with meaning. When she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. Four steps to come back. First thing, she heard. Second thing, what is that? No, 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 no. She spoke. Third, she she came. Fourth, she touched. Four ways of coming back. The way back is by hearing, is by speaking, is by coming and by touching. Everything has got spiritual meaning. First, you need to hear. What should you hear? The living word. The living word. 
Not just any ordinary word. The word of God is what? Living and active, powerful than a two-edged sword, dividing the soul and the spirit, the joints and the marrow, and the revealer of the thoughts and intents of the heart, and everything is laid and bare, laid bare naked before him whom, to whom you should give an account. That is the word of God. And what does the word of God, that living, powerful, active word of God do? Romans chapter 10, 10 verse 17. <clears throat> so then faith comes by hearing, and the hearing by the word of God. So faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of Christ is what NASB says. The first step back to God is to hear the word. And you know what? If you don't have faith, Bible says faith will come. How, how will faith come? By hearing. By hearing. So very important therefore is to what you hear, how you hear and being careful attention to the things which you have already heard. Three things. You should be very careful as to what you hear. You should be very careful as to how you hear. And you should be very careful to pay careful attention to the things that you have already heard. Otherwise, you will what? Drift without any vision and purpose in your life. And what will happen? You will perish because you don't. You have lost your vision. So she heard. Galatians chapter 3 verse 5. Therefore, he who supplies the spirit to you. Can you beautiful, isn't it? He who supplies. You want to supply all the spirit? He who supplies the spirit to you and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Now faith comes by hearing and the hearing of the word of God. Now from the hearing of faith, what is what is happening? A fresh supply of the Holy Spirit is coming into your life. And through the fresh supply of the Holy Spirit, what comes into your life? The life of miracles begins. Miraculous life. Miraculous provision. Miraculous healing. Miraculous deliverance. It starts from hearing. So hear. Everybody here, careful, careful. Don't miss, don't miss even a single meeting, even the Nepali meeting. I don't understand Nepali. No, why should I? I'm, I'm not talking about people who are from other countries. But if you are Indian, how many of you are Hyderabadi? That means all of you understand Hindi. At least Hyderabadi Hindi. Yeah, yeah, right. Right. If you are not from Nizamabad too, you have Nizamabadi Hindi, no? Because it is Nizamabad, no? Nizam Abad. <clears throat> so, here, listen. Listen. Like Pastor was saying, one word in that six or seven meetings, God will speak to you and that will be your Rima. But God is looking for people who will search. We'll come to that later on. She heard. She heard. Mark's Gospel chapter 10, verse 46. Then they came to Jericho as Jesus and his disciples together with a large as Jesus and his disciples together with a large crowd were leaving the city, a blind man named what? Barthemius, which means son of Themius, meaning what? His name son of Themius. Barthemius means what? Son of what? Themius means what? Uncleanness, yeah. So his name is unclean, unclean. That's his name. What are you? Unclean. Whose son are you? Son of unclean. Unclean, unclean. So he has an issue, which is causing him what? Blindness. Can you imagine that blindness is a result of uncleanness in your system? You are not able to see the things of the spirit because you are unclean. There is a spirit of uncleanness. You are engulfed and you have been animated by the spirit of uncleanness. Sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard, look at that. What is it? What did he do? He heard. It's very important first to hear. And therefore you need to ask God, Lord, touch my ears. Everybody put your hand on your ears right now. And say, Lord, 
touch the words that I have to hear. That one word, the Rima word which is for my particular situation. Lord, touch my ears. Touch my ears and that which will galvanize faith into my life. Touch my ears, O oh Lord. Touch it. Touch, 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 Lord. Let me not be dull of hearing. Dull of hearing. Okay, you can put it down. Put it down right now. Touch. Touch, Lord. Touch my ears. Touch my ears. When we went to Sister Elsa on our uh, wedding anniversary. You know, I loved the prayer that she was praying for, for, for me and Justin. She was saying, she touched our ears and said, Lord, let them hear clearly. I just, I just put it in my heart. Clear. We want to hear clearly. Clearly. We need vision. You know what's one of the things that you need to do? You want to hear from God fast. Make a lifestyle of fasting. Fast and pray. Because it is the fasting when you humble yourself. Let me tell you something. When you humble yourself, you will experience the anointing of God like never before. And I'm telling you from a personal experience, it is not theory. It is practical. You will look at things which you have never ever, your eyes were never open to. You know why? Why your eyes are blinded because of the spirit of uncleanness. Spirit of uncleanness. Understand that. So ask Lord, Lord, let me hate uncleanness inside of my heart. The issue. So she heard. Second, she spoke. What did she do? What did she do? She spoke. Look at what it says. Mark's gospel chapter 5 and verse 28 and Matthew chapter 9 verse 20. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I will be whole. That is what she spoke. It's a confession. Who's, who's listening to this confession? Anybody? <laughs> oh, she, only she and God. That's it. This confession is important. If you believe in your heart, confess. So belief comes in you. When you hear the word of God, faith arises in your heart and what should immediately come out of your mouth is you have to speak it out. It's, it's, it's an algorithm. My dear brothers and sisters, we are all so algorithmic in our, in our generation. But let me tell you something. The spiritual algorithms. God is a God of order and not confusion. You know why we give algorithms to our computers? To our robots? Because we, have, we were made in the image of God. We have to function linearly and not non-linearly. That's what Pastor was talking about. He says, you know what? There should be a set appointment with God. Thank you so much, bro. Thank you. Understand this. So, what is that? Look at this. Matthew chapter 29 actually gives a very interesting uh, uh, explanation as to what, what part of the cloth, cloth that she has to touch. And suddenly a woman who had a flow of blood for 12 years came from behind and touched the, what of his garment? The hem, the edge of his garment. For she said, if only I touch his garment. So she said, if only I touch the garment. But where did she come and touch? The hem. Okay, now let me explain what the spiritual significance of this is. What is encapsulated in that confession? What is encapsulated in the confession of that woman who had the issue? And therefore, what should be encapsulated in our confession too? Numbers chapter 15. Let's see. Again, the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Speak to the children of Israel. Tell them to make tassels on the corners of their garments. Where? Corners of their garments. Remember, when Isaiah goes into the temple, he sees the what? The train of the robe of Christ. When he sees a train of the robe of Christ, what is he convicted of? Of his uncleanness. Understand that. It's a picture. 
Hmm, understand this, okay? Speak to the children of Israel. Tell them to make tassels on the corners of their garments throughout their generations and to put a blue thread in the tassel of the corners. Now think about it. What does it mean? In other words, you're looking down. What color do you see? What do you see? Blue. So what should you mean? What does it mean? Whenever you look down, it should constantly remind you that even though you are in this earth, you are not of this earth, your mind should be where? Above. Okay? Understand that. Then, look at this. He goes on to say something very interesting. It says, and you shall have the tassel that you may look upon it and what? Remember all the commandments of the Lord and do them that you may not follow the follow the harlotry or the whoredom to which your own heart, your own heart, for out of the heart are the what of life, are the issues of life, the rebellion in your heart, the idolatry in your heart, the, 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 the disobedience in your heart, the pride of your heart, the unbelief in your heart. And your eyes, your own eyes are inclined that you may remember and do all my commandments and be what to God? And be what to God? And be holy for your God. And you know what she's saying? She's confessing. She's making a confession. Lord, I followed the dictates of my own heart, Lord. Instead of seeking you, Lord, for 12 years, I went to physician after physician after physician and my heart was hardened and hardened and hardened. And now, Lord, I'm sorry, Lord. I've come to the end of myself, oh Lord. Lord, I've come. I'm saying, Lord, I confess my rebellion. I confess my harlotry. I confess my idolatry. I confess my unbelief. I confess my pride, oh Lord Jesus. Have mercy upon me. Have mercy upon me, Lord. Have mercy, Lord. Does anybody see it? Nobody sees it. Has anybody heard it? You know, a remarkable thing about God is that if there are certain issues in your life which you cannot share with anybody, even you cannot share with your own spouse or your pastor or even your closest friend, there is a friend who sticks closer than your brother. It is not your friend in the church. It is the Lord Jesus Christ. And that is the reason we sing, we sing that song. What a friend we have in Jesus. You can come to him and pour out your heart and say, Lord, this is what I am, Lord. Lord, people see this is what, what I'm doing. They look at all the exalted positions that I hold, but Lord, you know the issues in my heart. There's a this pretense in my heart. There's unbelief. There's pride, Lord. There's ego. There's offense, Lord. Have mercy. Have mercy. I want to come under your government, Lord. I want to come under your government because I want to fall in line this year so that you can follow. I can follow hard after you, Lord. Come, come to that confession. Come to that place in your life where you can touch the hem of Jesus' garment and confess your sin. Saying that, Lord, instead of relying upon you, I relied, relied upon all the worldly ideas. Because it says, stubbornness is as iniquity as idolatry. Stubbornness is as iniquity as idolatry. Friendship with the world is enmity with God. You, adulteress and adulteresses, Lord, forgive me, O oh Lord. Forgive my idolatry. Forgive my unbelief. Touch me. I want to come under your government. I am the Lord. You are God. Who brought you out? I bought you. You are my possession. I bought you twice over. I was your creator. I'm your redeemer too now. You are my own. You are my own. That is the reason why. What a tremendous promise we have in 1 John chapter 1. If we, hallelujah to the Lamb of God, if we confess. You know how, you know when we read this particular word in the light of all this, how real it becomes to our situation. 
I mean, though we would have browsed through 1 John chapter 1 so many times, but it becomes real to our situation. It becomes, that's what the Rima word does. It be, makes you real. It makes, it brings the word and makes it real to our situation. If we confess, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to, what, 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 what is that, what is that? Cleanse us. You see, lepers have to be cleansed. You know that? Lepers are not supposed to be healed. Ah! Cleanse the lepers, heal the sick, cast out demons. Why? Because leprosy is a symbol of pride and rebellion. Remember, Mariam? Remember, Uzziah? Remember, covetousness, idolatry? Remember, Gehazi? Remember, Naman, the proud? Who refuses to bow to the God of Israel? He will cleanse you. So first, she heard. Second, she spoke. Third, she came. She came. She came. How did she come? When she heard, heard of Jesus, she came in from the press. You know what the press means? It is a crowd which is trying to push her. But let me tell you what the word press means in the original Greek. You know what the word press means in the original Greek? Press. Read that please. A casual collection of people. Now tell me, ask, let me ask you this question today. How many of you casual are here? Are, are you casual in the house of God? One of the things I've determined in my life, whenever I come to the house of God, I will be not casual. Doesn't matter which meeting I attend. I mean, not that I want to relinquish the position of uh, changing the, what is that? The verses. But if somebody takes it over, it's okay. But you know, my heart still aches for that position because I've been there and it's, I've I, I, I witnessed the word of God. It's not about the man who preaches, it's a word. I don't want to be casual. I don't want to be casual. There's so many casual seekers in the house of God. Let me tell you something. Your earnestness is known to God, not to man. You can, you can feign earnestness before your professor or your pastor. Sir? So? After that, when you come to the class and you ask her a Bible question, <laughs> I don't know, sir. Why is this like this? <laughs> I don't know, sir. Which grade do you want me to give you? <laughs> I don't know, sir. I also don't know. I know, actually. Question. Are you intentional or are you casual? Hmm? You need to ask yourself this question. She came. You know what coming is? It's the act of faith. Faith has action. Look at what it says in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. We know this verse very well. But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he who... Ah! Come near, said Elijah. How do you come to God? Intentional, casual, like still making a decision whether we have to still worship Beelzebub or God. God must believe, when he comes to God, must believe that he is a rewarder of all those who what? Ah, diligently. Diligence is important. Not intelligence. I told the Grace Home children sometime back, so many years back when I was to teach them Proverbs. In the kingdom of God, what is important? Diligence, not intelligence. Intelligence, a lot of people are there. But diligence is not, not many people. In other words, you have to have a determination. Spiritual determination. God has to give you that. She came. Joel chapter 1 verse 14. Consecrate a fast. That is intentional. 
cry out to the Lord. Intentional. There will be a press. But CNN or Fox News, we don't know. From all the contrary opinions of this world. Press through and touch God this morning. Be intentional. Isaiah chapter 55 verse 6. Seek the Lord. When? When he may be found. Call upon him. You know what? What a year this is. What a promise that we have. I will restore. It's It's like too good to be true to our ears. And when is he going to visit us? Which month? First month. Do you have the faith? And why do I see people still coming and uh, casually coming like uh, like Kalu Kalina Pilli into the house of God? Subtitles later on. Okay. Sam will put the subtitles later on. Hmm? Understand that. Okay. Look at look at the psalmist. It's a super, super, super verse. 27 verse 8. Psalm. When thou saidest, when thou, when thou saidest, seek ye my face. Ah, what is that? My heart said unto me, your face, Lord. What? I, what? Not may seek. Will seek. Will seek. So, first thing, she heard. Second thing, she heard, she came, she spoke. Third, she came. And fourth, what did she do? She touched. Look at what it says in Exodus chapter 29, verse 37. This is powerful, powerful, powerful. For seven days, make atonement for the altar. For seven days, make atonement for the altar. And consecrate it. Seven is a, is a number of completion. And Jesus was, Jesus called the one perfect sacrifice who has perfected us forever who's been sanctified. Then the altar will be what? Most holy and whatever touches it will be what? That is the reason why when that leper comes and says, Lord, if you are willing, can you make me clean? And you know what Jesus does? I am willing. What does he do? Oh, no, he doesn't pronounce for He touches him. No, you know what? In the old covenant, if you touch a man, you will become unclean. But this is the altar. This is the altar of God, which is going to make atonement. And you know what? What is going to happen? When you touch that altar, you will be made whole. You will be, you will be cleansed. She touched. You will be made holy. He's not going to be made unclean. You will be made holy. It's the atonement. It's the blood which speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. It goes to the lowest mountains. It goes to the deepest valley and the highest mountains. It can touch anything. The deepest iniquity and the highest idea and bring it down. So touch this morning by faith. That is the reason why it says in Hebrews chapter 13 verse 10. We have an altar. Who is that altar? We have an altar and verse 12. And so Jesus also suffered outside that city gate to make people holy through his own blood. Because there is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins and sinners plunge beneath their flood, lose all their guilty stains. And that blood has got power even today, my dear brothers and sisters, if you believe. So touch him. Touch him. First thing, therefore you have what? She heard, she spoke, she came, she touched. Now the what? The cure. <laughs> you know what cure is? 
Everybody read that. Dunamis. Dynamite. Dynamite. Look at what happens. <clears throat> Mark's Gospel chapter 5, verse 29 and 30. And straight away, bah, 12 years in one shot. Gone. Gone. Straight away, the fountain of her blood was what? Dried up. As if there was absolutely no stain at all. The stain cannot be removed. Oh, completely dried up. And she felt in her body that she was healed. You know what something? Today, this morning, if you believe, or whenever, you touch in your spirit, you know that you are made clean. And you are not unclean anymore. That uncleanness is gone. Your atonement is purged. Your sin has been atoned for. Your iniquity has been purged. It's been removed. You've touched. You've touched God. By faith, you can do it. And what happens? She knew, and Jesus also knew what? That what flew out of flowed out of him? What she you know what the word for virtue is? Dunamis. The power of God. Virtue. The power of God flowed out of him. You begin to believe the gospel now. That is the reason why it says in Romans chapter 1, verse 16, what is the power of God? For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the what of God? The dynamis of God. The dynamis, the power of God to heal you, to cleanse you. Whatever sin, whatever uncleanness, something which you can never share with anybody, but you can share with God this morning and say, Lord, heal me. And you will know and God will know. Dynamis. That is a cure. Romans chapter, 1st Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. Because when you receive the word of God, which you heard from us, you welcomed it, not as a word of man, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which works in those who believe. Understand this. The power of God can cleanse you from anything, whatever is holding you. This morning, you can be made whole. Finally, the cure then what? Finally what? The complete. <laughs> People just take their cure and run for their one. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> very nice. Very, very good. Okay, I am cleansed. Uh, take the offering. Leave me alone. It's very interesting. Mark chapter 5, verse 33. But the woman fearing and trembling and knowing what was done. Let me tell you something. Salvation can be known by you. Can I know that I'm saved? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know that you're saved. You know you've been touched by God. Came and fell down before him. And told him what? All the truth. And look at how Jesus responds. The first time she heard something very interesting. She was a certain woman. Now what does she become? Ah, daughter. Certain woman to daughter. You are no longer a certain woman. You are what? My daughter. Daughter. Look at what he says. Daughter, your faith has made you whole. Go in peace. Be whole of thy plague. Four things are mentioned over here. First thing, addressing her as daughter. What does that mean? What does that mean? Second Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17. Wherefore, come out from among them and be is separate, says the Lord. And touch not the unclean thing and I will receive you and I will be a father unto you and you shall be my what? Sons and daughters says the almighty God. Daughter. Come on now. 
hate that previous lifestyle. Hate your sin. Hate your uncleanness. Don't go back as a dog goes back to the vomit to the stupid YouTube videos that you watch. And waste your time. There is filth, there's muck, and there's garbage which will cause you to become unclean. Guard your heart with all diligence for out of it are what? The issues of life. God gives you a new heart. He gives you a new spirit. And from it should flow rivers of living water and not bitter water and sweet water at the same time. Revelation chapter 18. And these things I saw another angel coming down from heaven having great authority. And the earth was illuminated with his glory after these things. And he cried mightily with a loud voice saying, Babylon the great has fallen. And has fallen and has become a dwelling place of demons. A prison of every foul spirit. And a cage for every unclean and hated bird. This is the world system. And what he says? For all nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of a fornication. And the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her. And the merchants of the earth have become rich through the abundance of her luxury. Therefore, what should you do? And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, lest you share in her sins and lest you receive of her plagues. You've been healed of your plague. Don't go back now. You've been healed of the plague. Be complete. Be made whole of thy plague. Don't go back to the plague. Live a life of separation. Live a life of separation. Look at what it says again. Another warning warning in Jude. Jude chapter 1 verse 20. But you beloved, building yourselves up Building yourselves up on the on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keeping yourself in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. What should you do? And on some have compassion, making a distinction, but others say with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment which is defiled by the flesh. Don't even touch it. Live a life of separation and say, Lord, make me complete. How does it happen? Acts chapter 2. And with many other words, he testified and exhorted them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. Then those who gladly received the word, what did they do? They were baptized. And then they, what is that? Uh, if in your, in your Bible, what should you, what should you underline? I continued. How? Steadfastly, intentionally. Okay. In the apostles' doctrine, fellowship, breaking of bread, and prayers. Seven days virtually, almost seven days in a week, you have teaching. Listen. Strengthen yourself up. Store in your spiritual man all the treasuries that God is pouring, pouring into your heart. So one day, you can become a blessing to others as well. Because you've been made whole of your plague. That is the reason why it says in Ephesians chapter 4. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and some teachers for the equipping of the ministry, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. To a what man? To a perfect and a mature and a complete man. So this morning, five lessons. What is what? The condition, the cause, the cure, and what? They come back and now you are complete. This morning, fall in line, God is for you. What is that? Fall in line, God is for you. Just touch by faith the hem of his garment. Come under the government of God and you will see the blessings of God flowing through your life and God will make you a blessing. Shall we all stand up by faith this morning in the house of God?
God sees your heart this morning. He sees my heart. He sees all of our hearts. And God sees the issues that are there inside of our heart. Issues that, we sh- that you can't confess. That you're ashamed of. You're embarrassed about. God says this morning, the train of the robe of God is still flowing in his temple. And if you touch even the hem of his garment, it is the anointing which breaks every yoke. And that is the reason why it says, how good and pleasant it is to see brothers dwelling together in unity. That place of unity is the body of Christ. It is where the anointing of the Holy Spirit. The word of God says the Spirit of the Lord has anointed me. The anointing which is flowing from the head of Aaron. Our eternal high priest after the order of Melchizedek. Who is forever at the right hand of the Father making intercession for us. That anointing which is flowing from his head, through his beard, even through his garments and coming to the hem of his garment this morning. That anointing is there. If you believe. And ask Lord. Lord I touch. Lord I touch. By faith. I'm sorry Lord. I've gone my own way. I've played the harlot with the church. I've sought, I've sought, I've sought counsel from Beelzebub. When there was a prophet of God in my life. The, I arrested the seer. And I did not recognize the grace of God in the mouth of that seer. I did not humble myself. But I know Lord. In your house. There is anointing. I want to touch it this morning. Cleanse me Lord. Of the issues. Which I have been struggling with. Which I have wasted my life in. 12 years oh Lord. A symbol of your government. Lord I want to come under the government of God. The establishment of the elders in the church. I don't want to seek my own will. I want to seek your will. For you said in your word, it is there that the Lord has commanded blessings, even life forevermore. I pray, Father, this morning, your life, the Zoe life, will flow through the lives of those people who are touching your garments by faith. And let your virtue, the dunamis of God, the power of God, which is there to heal. Come and cleanse your people. For those who do not have the faith, I pray they will hear. I I pray they will speak. I I pray that, that they will become intentional. I pray that they will touch. If not today, 
in the days to come. Because you are for us and not against us. Never in the history of our church have you spoken a promise like this for us, Lord. You are telling us over and over and over and over again that you are for us. Fall under the government of God. Don't resist him like Jacob. Submit to him at Penuel. Don't falter between two opinions. Otherwise God will break your bones. And you will have to walk with a limp for the rest of your life. You don't have to go there. You don't have to go there. Come under the government of God. Because God loves you. His name is Hanani. Full of grace and full of truth. The seer. The heavenly prophet. The prophet. The priest. Because Moses said, he will raise up a prophet just like me. Whose voice you will hear. And he will bring deliverance for his people. Full of grace. Full of truth. Touch your people this morning. Touch me, O Lord. Lord, for all of us, O Lord, who have tremendous pride, I pray, Lord Jesus, we will practice a lifestyle of fasting and deliberately and intentionally humble ourselves. For me, O Lord, who gets easily offended, we will, Lord, intentionally come under the government of God that you have established in our lives. Lord, we will surrender. And we will experience the healing of God. The government is upon his shoulders. And the increase of his government and of his peace, there will be no end. For the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform it. That's a zeal. God is zealous for his people. Are you zealous for God this morning? Take a spear like Phineas. And pierce every idea. And kill it. All the false doctrines and the lies and the counsels of the physicians that you have heard. Which is causing you to cause sexual immorality and idolatry. Pierce it. And it will be reckoned unto you for righteousness. Because the scepter of his kingdom is a scepter of righteousness. Righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. That is the kingdom of God. Let us fall under the government of God this morning. God is for us, my dear brothers and sisters. If God be for us, who can be against us? Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. God is reminding me. There was a girl who was 12 years old. Was it dead? And the power of God. The government of God came into our home. And she was resurrected from the dead. We confess. I was made alive with Christ. I'm resurrected with Christ. I'm seated together with him in the heavenly places. Come up. Talita kumi this morning. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Touch your people this morning, O Lord. Let us fall under your government before the government falls upon us and we get crushed. 
Oh Lord. Oh Lord, Lord, Lord. I see the pride in our lives, oh Lord. The spirit of Satan. The spirit of Lucifer himself. The ability to get offended so easily. Oh Jesus. We want to make a conscious decision this year, oh Lord. We will consecrate a fast and humble ourselves and fall in line. So that, Lord, we can become vessels of honor in your temple. We are not interested in the positions of authority that you give or don't give. You are sovereign over our lives, O Lord. If you have to take away certain gifts, take it away. If you have to replace me, replace O Lord Jesus. Lord, we don't want to be like Saul, holding on to positions without authority. Lord, we want your positions. Your position, O Lord. The position of a servant. We want to be a blessing wherever we are, O Lord. Touch him this morning, my dear brothers and sisters. God is for you. Touch him. Touch him. Let the anointing flow and cleanse you. Father, we just thank you, Father, for this day. Empower us. Strengthen us. Lord, let your name be glorified through us. Let Christ have the preeminence in every area of our lives, in our individual life, in our family life, in our, uh, in our church, oh Lord Jesus. Let you and you and you alone be glorified. To you belong all the glory, adoration and praise forever and ever. Let no man take the glory, for we are dust, oh Lord Jesus. We will put our mouths in the dust and give glory to you. We thank you, we praise you, we give you glory. For in Jesus' mighty name we pray, and all God's children said, Amen. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, and the anointing of God, which is there to cleanse us, let it be, let us be under the anointing of God. Let us be soaked under this anointing. For it is there here in our midst to break every yoke. Let us continue in that anointing through this week and experience the healing of God, the cleansing of God. Even the secret areas where you are not able to share with anybody, God is able to touch this morning. Believe it and walk in your deliverance. We thank you, we praise you, we give you glory. For in Jesus' name, and all God's children said, Amen. Amen. God bless you.